0: Big Talk, Big Opinions, The Panel Mark Watson and Graham Beasley with us this morning and uh, Mark Watson basking, still basking in the glory of a football result which will never be forgotten. Good morning to you, sir.
1: Yeah, morning to you, Smithy. Without a doubt, we might not win a trophy, but beating Manchester United 7-0, in my opinion, uh, is almost as good as the FA Cup. It's certainly good as the Caribou Cup. I'll take that one.
0: I'll take that one, I'm sure you will Hey, hey uh, would you take 306 for 6 after the first day when you win the Toss and Bowl? I wouldn't
1: No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, really disappointing um, Is it poor captaincy, was it the poor choice uh, Is it a Christchurch pitch that's benign um, but Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of issues here, aren't they? I mean, Neil Wagner is he a little one-dimensional in the way he's bowling now Things to become a little bit predictable uh, but really, I think one of the biggest issues for me, Smithy, is when are we actually going to develop a world-class spinner? When are we actually going to place emphasis on putting quality spinners into a New Zealand team? Uh, I mean, you look at the Indians, they've got Jadija, they've got Ashwin. Australia have got Nathan. South Africa have got Tahir. Uh, I think Sri Lanka have got Hirth. A- a- and what have we got? A- again, just some sort of finger spinner who's never going to bowl a side out where, you know, in a situation we found ourselves in yesterday at 151, or Sri Lanka 151 for 3, 200 and what was it, 14 for 4, you know that's when you want your Nathan Lyon, that's what you want your Tahirs, that's when you want your Ashwins and we just don't seem to have that and I think it's a really, really big issue for New Zealand cricket that's gone on for far too long
0: I think it is too uh, I think, and it's getting revealed uh, way too often from my point of view but Leg uh, legbreak Beasley will have um, <coughs> a view on this as well Graham. Uh, I think a pretty poor result uh, at the end of Day one, need a good day two.
2: Yep, yeah, uh, very much. I, I thought we were really good in the first hour, and we've had more than one down at that stage. A couple of very close DRSs went, went against us then and we're betting the bat. But, but the issue we had is that once, once and Henry weren't bowling, then, um, then the cover was pretty bare, really. And the way that Sri Lanka could score so quickly, I mean, everyone's gone on about baseball over the last month, but the way that Sri Lanka played was probably with less risk than baseball, but... Pretty similar results, really. I mean, they were <clears throat> they were rocking along at about five and over for for most of yesterday, and we just didn't really have any way of um, of being able to stem the tide. And 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 I agree that that the lack of a proper uh, is done to um, is just done to really hurt us, particularly at a time when, in my opinion, Ish saudi is probably in the form of his career, um, and I, I think it's actually him. Uh, it's a guy who, um, who who we should be looking to. I mean, yeah, he bowled really well in Pakistan. He got a six for in one inning um, he's doing well in Plunkersfield I, I I think that he's the He's the person who, um, who Should be in the side
0: The thing that worries me Graham Is that your bad balls these days They go for four Or your not so bad balls go for four uh, And that of course uh, 48 fours yesterday 48 fours and a six I mean that's just too easy yeah. It takes so much pressure off
2: Yeah it, it, it certainly does And yeah as, as I say um, Sri Lanka were always able to score pretty quickly really um, Even you know after they lost those couple of wickets in, in the 150s They had sort of two or three overs of, of Matthews and Co getting themselves in But then they were up away and, and, and firing again So um, the New Zealanders in the field never really had the chance to relax um, and, and I think another factor in this series is that Sri Lanka come here And they need to beat New Zealand 2-0 And they're going for that um, yeah, they need to beat New Zealand two 0 to make the World Test Championship final. Um, assuming Australia can also beat India, and Australia's made a good start in that test as well. Um, hmm. So I think because of that situation, it means that Sri Lanka are going to be good to watch in the series. Um, while while that option is alive, I I, um, I think that they'll be really good value. So I think we're in for an interesting few days, right?
0: Really. Uh, I think we are. <laughs> I think it's a crucial day. Yeah, go go ahead, mate.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I think is is part of the problem with New Zealand cricket, I've talked in the past about our first class game and um, that just seems to be really just a feeder, isn't it, for New Zealand cricket. It's it's basically a trial um, and it doesn't clearly appear to be working in regards to sort of succession planning but you see Tim Southey again taking three wickets it's still just that old adage isn't it it's line and length you don't need to be express. you know look at Glenn McGrath you go back to the likes of the Hadleys you go back to those wonderful bowlers in your era but I think one of the things that I think the New Zealand public need to be asking more they need to be demanding more and unfortunately um, look I don't think New Zealand crickets there's ever been that expectation on them like there is with the All Blacks. If the All Blacks lose, a nation mourns. New Zealand cricket, yes. I mean, you are part of a great side in the 1980s and the Test Series in 1985. But those type of achievements have been few and far between. And I just don't think there is that expectation from the public on this team. And that needs to somehow change. We need to be asking for more. We need to be critiquing. We need to be putting the coach under more pressure. We need to be asking for changes the public. We need to be lighting the talkback waves up. And actually, creating that uh, pressure that exists, I guess, with the All Blacks, that it's not okay to lose, um, that we've got to continue to evolve, and what we can sort of put baseball to one side and say, look, this is just, you know, look, this is just a trend. It's not going to ever. It's not going to be long lasting. But the reality, I think, with T20 cricket. T20 cricket is just teaching players how to be a lot more innovative. It's teaching players how to play with a lot more freedom. to score runs a lot quicker, and it is going to be a part of test cricket. This is test cricket going forward, and New Zealand still don't seem to want to adopt it. We still seem to just want to play that conservative five-day approach.
0: True, very, very true. Uh, We're going to take a a short uh, news break here, um, and uh, we'll go to Idaho. And when we come back, Mark Watson and Graham Beasley will still be with us. Hopefully, Mark, I want to touch uh, with you on the, a, a late review of um, the uh, New Zealand Athletics champs and what you saw positive coming out of there. Uh, we'll also uh, talk about this uh, Latrell Mitchell seems to have been the target of a uh, racial abuse again. Uh, why is it still happening? Ryan Fox playing in the players. Plenty to talk about. We'll be back shortly. The panel. Talk, talk, talk to me. Yes, Mark Watson and Graham Beasley with us this morning. And Graham, uh, this racial target, uh, targeting of LaTrell Mitchell. Um, why is this still happening? Have, have they not put up big enough warnings about this kind of thing?
2: Oh, it's just extraordinary, isn't it? But to happen so early in the season, for some reason, it makes it seem worse. I mean, what, what was this kid thinking over the summer break? Um, I think what makes it even worse is that he was sitting with his father, you know. Um, what what's going on in that family um, for that to happen? Um, you know, some someone just doesn't randomly throw out racial abuse uh, unless they come from an environment where that's pretty common. So, I really hope they throw the book at him. And actually, probably even more so at his father, um, because that's that's where it starts. And um, uh, yeah, you sort of like to think that we're behind all of that. You know, there was that spell in um, European football in the eighties and nineties where it was was very common, and they've pretty much eradicated it there. They haven't fully eradicated it, but it's certainly better than what it was. And I like to think that that kind of stuff's behind us. But um, I guess all they can do is just keep on sending out the messages and to um, act really harshly with, with people like that that we got last night.
0: Mark Watson, uh, we'll get away from that because um, athletics is uh, relatively clean in, in that regard, although I go back to the days, who were the, the two guys with the black gloves? Was it Carlos Smith and somebody back in the day? Um, yeah, 19, yeah 1968, yeah, with the
1: Australian with the silver right. medal in between.
0: That's correct, yeah. Mm, um, okay, yeah. Uh, slightly yeah. less than the Olympics, but looking towards the Olympics, um, can, we, um, can we take a lot of positives out of uh, Newtown last weekend?
1: Yeah, look, I think so. I spoke to you last week and I might have been a bit mm. tough on Eliza McCartney. I sort of thought she was probably jumping more in that sort of four thirty to four forty range, but that performance of hers at four m sixty is a big, big step up for her. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting that. Um, she'll be delighted with four m sixty. Four meters eighty is going to get you close to an Olympic medal and um, as we spoke last week, the key thing for her is just being able to stay injury free and now just be able to put layer and layer of training week in, week out, months in, months out with more competition and she might just get back to her best. So I think that was a really, really pleasing moment. I think Jack O'Gill beating Tom Walsh. I talked last week where I felt maybe that Tom Walsh might have just reached his ceiling with his throwing but always felt that perhaps Jack O'Gill still has a lot of improvement left in him and he ended an 11-year run for Tom Walsh at those world champ- at, at national championships and I just wonder how big a moment and how much of a psychological um, impact that's going to have on him going forward in regards to, you know, really now taking his throwing to that next level. Um, I also think um, Maddie, Maddie Wishi, who's coming in and basically sort of the succession plan to Valerie Adams, you know, she threw 19 metres 13, that's good enough to get her an Olympic medal. Um, or very close to it. So we're starting to see her again step up. And sometimes in those strength-based sports, it is an age thing. It is time. It's not about so much changing your training. Yes, you're always making technical adjustments, but sometimes it's just year on year, layer on layer, and you get those breakthrough performances. And I I think that's really, really pleasing. Um, Look, Zoe Hobbs running 11.07, New New Zealand 100-metre record. Uh, Tian Welkton, he he won his first national 100 metre title as well, so look I, I think there is a lot to be excited about but as I said last week, it, it's strange isn't it, you know, we all grew up in that era where it's always been middle distance athletics it's dominated athletics and now the Blue Ribbon events, are the field events, whether it be in you know, javelin throwing, whether it be in Uh, the pole vault or whether it be in the throne events and and that's exciting because I I, I do think that we've got a population particularly Pacifica community that I think are are, are cut out for that and hopefully what we're seeing is just the beginning of you know a a new era in athletics
0: Okay let's uh, get to Super Rugby uh, this weekend Graham Beasley a couple of tasty little New Zealand matchups here coming up
2: yeah, particularly tomorrow night. I think, I think, I mean, I do fear for the homeless tonight. To be honest, um, I think it's going to be a really long season for them, especially when they play other New Zealand sides. I think once they get over the Tasman, they'll, they'll probably do a bit better. Um, <clears throat> but tomorrow night's going to be fascinating for mine. Um, Hurricanes are home against the Blues. And what's going to interest me is what kind of Hurricanes performance we're going to see, given the week they've had. Um, you know, losing their, their captain and their best and inspiration with all that controversy and... Um, and with the judicial process dragging out over 48 hours and all that kind of stuff Is it going to galvanise them? Are they going to put in a game for RD, Or will that have just been too much for them during the week? And, um, and they'll really miss their talisman you know, it, it can go either way So it's, it's simply fascinating how that plays out It's absolutely pouring down on Wellington at the moment But um, hopefully we will have cleared by tomorrow
0: night OK, um, for you, Mark Watson, what are you looking forward to? I want to see Reuben Love. I want to
1: see how good this guy is. Um, came on the radar last year. I'll be honest, he's not somebody I would looked at until maybe he was pointed out. But there's all sorts of big raps on Reuben Love. So really keen to see that. I need to see uh, an improved performance from Rico Iwani. I'm still just not convinced he's a centre. I know that he has played well at times for the All Blacks, but we've also lost a lot of tests with him at centre. Uh, You know, centre's not just about being flashy. Centre's about, you know, putting other players into space and actually knowing how to feed your outside backs. And I just think he's deficient in that area. I actually think the Blues will win this. I think um, they learned some lessons last week um, against the Brumbies. Um, but I think also the Hurricanes now know the game plan in terms of beating the Blues, and that is, I know it's an old cliche, but that's just win the collision, that's just win up front, that's just win the forward battle. Um, so I think there's pressure on both sides. Um, the Hurricanes come, you know, two wins after two games, Blues Maybe a bit of a, a false sense after that first game against the Highlanders, only to be sort of brought back down to earth last week. So, look, I think that is very much the encounter everybody's looking forward to. I think the Crusaders should have no problem dispatching the Fiji and Drua And when it comes to the Australian side, I'm not really that interested, to be perfectly honest, um, unless the New Zealand side's involved. So, yeah, look, I, I think there's some early season matchups that we should be excited about. Um, and, yeah, you know, are the Hurricanes the real deal, I guess, off, off the back of two wins, but, yeah, no arty severe, that in itself is an interesting decision, um, which I struggle with, uh, I think we all do dumb things, don't we, in the heat of the moment, I know I play a little bit of seven-a-side soccer on a Friday night, and sometimes even me, even calm old Mark can get a little bit irrational at times, and then 30 minutes later <laughs> feels a bit embarrassed with his performance on the field, you know, nice and calm, <laughs> be to work, like myself, and, it? um, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a lot better To be honest um, But you know We're all a little bit We're all guilty of that at the time, But time And I, I, you know, I sort of Dice you know, I am sort of um, just moving a little bit onto that subject, but look, as I say, mankind is flawed, you know, and and therefore I think it's okay if our flaws are sometimes shown on the sports field. You know, we're seeing diminishing crowds, we're seeing um, less and less people watching the game on TV, and it seems to be that everything's trying to about appease the family. Well, maybe we don't want to appease the family. Maybe it's okay to show our flaws, because maybe we're all flawed and we can actually relate to it. And so, yeah, I I just think we've got a you know, we're just taking the emotion out of sport, and I think it's just killing it for me to a degree.
0: Okay, Uh, interesting perspective there. Uh, I don't want to decry the DP uh, Tour, uh, the DP World Tour, Graham, but I I think this is a really interesting phase of golf and in the career of Ryan Fox. Uh, He's going to have a concerted four- or five-week blast on the PGA, Um, and I think it could be the making of him.
2: Yeah, it's a key month or so coming up for him, isn't it? Um I mean obviously he hasn't had a, a great start in the players' championship, the Craig Perks invitational. Um so he's gonna struggle <laughs> to make the cut there. But you're right, the uh, the next few weeks and obviously with the Masters being the highlight. Um yeah, if, if he can put in a good shift in the Masters then I think people are gonna really look at him and um uh, and a lot more draws might might open for him. And I'd imagine that he's fully aware of that. He he's aware of all the all the pressures that are coming up for him um, and obviously he'll have um, everyone behind him and uh, watching how he goes. So I imagine it'll get a lot of coverage back here, Brian um, Fox over the next month.
0: I do too. Uh, I think with the, uh, the increased um, coverage uh, that the PGA brings to us uh, the big events that he's playing in, I think there's a, a real opportunity for him uh, Mark and I, I think he's got the goods, I, I really do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, I was maybe a little bit concerned at one point that perhaps he wasn't in maybe the best physical shape he could be in in regards to, you know, when you look at a lot of other golfers. But I've sort of, you know, with the results that he's had and the consistent year that he's had, look, that's him, that's his plumbing, and I think it does work for him. Look, you know, when you go to the Players' Championship, you've only got to go back and look at Craig Perks, don't you, in 2002. So you'll see a New Zealand flag, you'll see a New Zealand name etched on the walls, and I think that's enough belief there to say, hey, I can do this. Um, you know, you go back to Perks when he did win. I mean, that, that, those last four holes were some of the best golf you could watch. Um, and wouldn't it be great, you know, if we could have a Michael Campbell moment of 2005 where we just glued to our television the back nine of a golf tournament? Who gets the yips? Who believes? Um, you're two back, suddenly you're two up. And it's just some of the most compelling sport. And, you know, we've got Lydia Coat very much driving the sport on the women's side. But, you know, men's golf has been looking for that hero since Michael Campbell since Craig Burks and boy, it was a long time, you know, and then we of course had that, um, we had the um, cup team that won in the early night, the Eisenhower team, but it's been, you know, it's been a little bit of a dry spell and so, yeah, look, he carries the hopes of a nation and I think he's a guy who can deal with that pressure and he's shown that and he goes into these tournaments with not a lot of pressure on him. They're not going to be talking about him and I, I think that plays into his hands.
0: I do too. Oh, I think you summed it up beautifully. And because of that, I'm going to reward you, um, Mark Watson. Uh, I just want you to sit back. Graham Beasley, thank you very oh, much no. uh, for your. No, thank I you don't. very, very much. No, I've got to oh, do this. Oh, oh. Hey, Graham, I, I, Graham,
1: I, I, sing along, sing along, sing along, boys, sing along. Turn it up, turn it up. Everybody around the country, I, wind your I'm windows. Not down hanging down. Up, you know you want to. You know you want to. Be a oh, no. oh, That's beautiful. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> of the I'm getting emotional. Oh. Oh, God, you're a hopeless, so romantic, Smithy. Th- <laughs> be, uh, how does, does Spurs oh, go against AC Milano? No, we shouldn't mention that, should we? No, not too good. Oh, sing it, sing good. it, Smithy. I know you no, want
0: to it, come on. Another turn g- it up, sing it sing it. sing it, sing it. There's other songs from Jerry and the pacemakers that i prefer to be to be honest. Oh. Mate, what a
1: magical I've got goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> All together, people, all together, sing it loud! <laughs> through the wind.